get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. North London, hopefully by the end of today, will be red. It's North London Derby Day. 4.30 kickoff at the Emirates Stadium. Sadly, we're not going to be there, but remember it's 50 years to the day since we've done the double over that lot. Um, yeah, welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus, I'm your host. I'm joined today by Trev, uh, Scunny, and hopefully at some point, once Big T puts uh, 50p in the meter, uh, he might have some internet connection and join us. <laughs> Trev, how are you? I'm all right, thank you, Fergus. Serious face on today. No joking and mucking around today. North London Derby Day. We don't have nothing to do with Tottenham fans at all today. We don't talk to them. We don't acknowledge them. We don't go within a mile of them. We don't do anything with them apart from beat them. That's all we do today. By the way, it's not 50 years to the day, Fergus. It's 50 years in a couple of weeks' time that we that we did the double at YR Lane in 71. But uh, I've got that bloody delay on today, so you'll have to bear with me, boys. But uh, we're here to talk football. We're here to talk the biggest game in the season. I've, I've, I've missed it and I've missed it and I've missed it, but I've not missed it like this today. It's driving me a distraction, driving me mad. Anyway, hello, everyone. Hello, Trolls in the co- comments already. How are you doing, mate? Mike, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, pre-game nerve jitters are coming on now, I think, for myself. it's. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, uh, Tony is still um, struggling to get on. He'll join us in a, in a couple of seconds. Uh, as uh, Trev said, hello Can't to everybody wait. in the chat already. Uh, Pinkbeard is gone. Yes, so disappointing. Uh, Mel, hi Mel, how you doing? Uh, John, Terry, uh, great to see all you guys. Hope you're all as um, uh, as nervous as we're feeling. You know what? I'm a, a little bit more confident than normal, but I try not to get too confident, especially ahead of the game. We were talking before we went live uh, about how we're starting to feel a bit nervous. And I said to Mike, I said, I don't normally feel nervous this close to kickoff. That's probably because I'm drunk out of my, out of my eyeballs by that stage. And, like you know, you get, you get nervous about eight o'clock in the morning uh, and not before. So let's see if we can add in Tony. Is he going to... Uh... Hang on, let's remove that one. Yeah, but but t- t- Fergus, you're right in what you said there, mate. We should be about 20 pints of Guinness in now. You know what I mean? Really building nicely now. I, I You know, I, I just can't I just can't get into it today. I just can't get into it today like, like I should be. I need to be there. I need to be there. Hello, Big Tell, well, by I- the way. How you doing, mate? Nice to see you. Yeah. I think he's struggling. Have we, have we got your he is. No. no. <laughs> let, let's leave, let, him, let him sort himself out and we'll get him back in in a minute when yeah. he's all sorted. <laughs> so uh, is he ready to go? Let's. Do, are you ready to go? You got 50p in that meter yet, Tom? Oh, mate, what's going on? I don't know. Uh, have you moved up to Lincolnshire or something like that? No, mate. I've been uh, summoned to my son's room. I've been summoned. I've got uh, kids downstairs <laughs> running riot. They're, uh, I've got my little boy kicking football about. My daughter's swinging off the chandeliers. So I thought the best place to be, the most quietest place to be is my son's room. But um, for some reason, he ain't getting um, the greatest of reception on the uh, Wi-Fi. I feel a bit like Trev. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with my today, son. Nothing wrong with my so, internet I've just, today. Uh, 
I've just launched your iPad against the wall, closed it down and just gone on the phone. Fine. Okay. Right. Listen, what we're going to do is we're going to look back at Thursday night qualifying to the, uh, the the next round, the last eight of the Europa League. Uh, a game, uh, Olympiak has uh, been a difficult uh, team for us that we play against generally. Uh, and a, a, a game, the first 20 minutes, um, we had so many chances. Um, Pepe, Aubameyang, both came close. And then we had um, Odegaard and that um, screamer. Mike, what did you make of that opening goal? Yeah, it was absolutely, I thought it was great. And the way it swerved to go past the keeper as well, left him flapping. Uh, but I, I was talking to someone uh, not so long ago. It's it's nice to see them kinds of goals because it's not it's not an Arsenal way of scoring goals, is it? From that far out of the box, you know. It's normally we try and seem to walk it into the box, but when we get a screamer like that, and not and we were blessed with two in this game, so yeah, it's, it was nice. Uh, t- uh, Tony, uh, did you um, d- did you think he meant? To score that, and he's like FIFA, FIFA. I don't play these games, but his FIFA type computer game celebration, I thought was uh, was quite cool. Uh, well, yeah, he's gone for the strike. He's he's meant it. Um, obviously, whether he whether he meant it to come off in that way, only he knows. Um, personally, I think it's a great great strike from an attacking point of view. Um, bit embarrassing from the goalkeeper. Um, I wouldn't even expect my Sunday League goalkeeper to to miss that. Um, for some reason, he's tried to flap at it, and obviously, it's, it's benefited us. I mean, like I say, the, the strike from Odegaard's great. Um, yeah, I think the keeper should save it. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's an absolute uh, wonder strike, but certainly, it's a, it's a great strike from the attacking point of view. But yeah, I'd expect my keepers to be saving that. Um, but obviously, it benefited us, um, and we should have at that stage been sort of two or three and up anyway. So um, we'll take it. Trev, did, did, did the keeper, um, Tony point, points out about the keeper that it, that he flapped at it. Do you not think it took a little bit of a swerve that it just caught the keeper off guard slightly? Fergus, did you just say to Tony, ask him a question, did Odegaard mean to score that? No, of course he didn't mean to score. He meant it as a back pass, didn't he? What are you on, man? Of course he meant to bloody score it, man. It was a short goal. Oh my good God, we're off already. We're only six minutes in and he's at it already doing me edit on North. <laughs> it don't take a lot on North London Derby Day. You don't want to be stirring me on North London Derby Day because I wish I was down there up to no good. I'm saying no more than that. Well, the thing is, Fergus, you're right. It did take a big swerve. That did take a Trev, big, big Trev, swerve. I don't know whether my screen's in black and white or you, whether you've re-dyed your beard. Listen, you cut me off again when I'm talking, son, and I'll be down there and you'll have me to deal with. <laughs> no, leave it be. Of course it took a, course it took a swerve. I, 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 there was one similar a couple of seasons ago at, at the Emirates when uh, Xhaka scored against Man United and the ball was headed straight towards De Gea and, and I was right behind the line of it and it seemed to take a only swerved about six inches last second, left the guy standing there looking at it. So, it, yeah, the goalkeeper should have done better, but it did take a swerve. So, and we don't really care because it was a goal for the Arsenal. So, and and I thought that, you know, we, we as you said, Fergus, first 20 minutes, we were really good, really good. Pressure, pressure, pressure. And then I dare say you're going to go on to it in a minute. So I won't dwell on it yet. But then, then it happened, didn't it? Then it happened. Then we did it well, again, honest, didn't we? we, we... 
we, we touched on this just before we went live. Uh, the equaliser, lax play from David Luiz and Odegaard had gone uh, unpunished already. There, there was a couple of opportunities which uh, Olympiacos could have pounced on. Uh, and then there was this play between Leno and Sabias. Uh, Sabias, you know, has a bit of a record for making ricks like that. Uh, I've got a stat on here. Uh, I can't find it at the minute. Don't worry about it. Um, but, uh, you know, who who do you feel was at fault for for that? There was a lot of people on Twitter gone mad saying that it was it was Leno at fault. Um, but me personally, I thought that that Sabaya shouldn't be putting the ball back in there. Are you talking to me? Talking yeah. to me? Well, look, I'm going to tell you something. People are going to think I'm good here, but I'm not. This is the way I saw it. It's my opinion, right? And I'm allowed to have my opinion. If you go back about 20 seconds, right, you've got Xhaka in an advanced midfield position with the ball at his feet and options forward, and he turns around and he passes the ball backwards, right? And that was the start of the whole thing. So uh, Gabriel and, and, and Leno and Luis, they're not expecting him to turn around and pass that ball backwards. He's, he's in an advanced midfield position with options forward, and Xhaka stopped there, turned around and passed it back. Right, and that was the very root cause of it. That was the start of it. I'm not saying that what Leno did and what Sabios did or, and what Luis did and what Gabriel did were good because they, they all had opportunities to clear it. And and I think if you look at it from that perspective, Leno's the one that should be putting his foot boot through the ball. He's facing upfield. He's got a ball at his feet. Put your foot through the ball and clear it, Leno. But the very root, the going back to the very root cause of that was when Xhaka turned in midfield and played a ball backwards when he had no, no need to at all. Uh, Mike's just disappeared off there for a second. And Mike, I was coming to you and, and, and I was going to say, like, we were on a Zoom together uh, watching it and everybody but a man was blaming Sabias. Have you, you've since seen it again? Have you changed your mind in any way? No, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to sort of agree with Trev on this. I'm, I'm not putting any one person at blame here. I'm putting a collective at blame. You know, it was one mistake after another. It started with Xhaka, ended up back to Leno, Leno back to Ceballos and Ceballos and, and it ended up in the back of the net. It's, it's a number of mistakes that caused it. It's similar to, well, we, we keep making these mistakes and it's really getting frustrating because if you go back over the last few games, it's these type of mistakes that are causing us to concede. You know, if you look at the Xhaka one against Burnley, Sabios two against um, Benfica, it's it's these types of goals that are really frustrating. It needs to be ironed out quite uh, quickly. You know, we, we can't afford a mistake today. You can't afford a mistake like that today, for sure. But um, no, I'm not. I'm not pinning any one blame. I think it was a collective and a numerous mistakes on it. Um, I have had a chance to look back on it, and originally I blamed Sabios, yes, um, because I thought he could have done better. Uh, I didn't put Leno. You know, I put Leno into there as well. Yes, he could have done better. So you know, it's a collective. It's, it's definitely a collective mistake, and no one person should take full fault on that. Which is sad to see at this moment in time because there is a lot of hidden agendas out there especially on the likes of social media having to go for certain players and it is sad to see from arsenal fans mm. uh, tony um no one player in the europa league has made more mistakes than danny sabias for arsenal no one player has made more mistakes uh danny sabias has made two the benfica one and, and the, the subsequent one that we're talking about now uh, no one player in the premier league has made more mistakes than granite shaka eight possibly nine if you look at this one. 
surely something like you know that's that's the the fulcrum of our midfield stroke defense in, interface something's got to be done about that who 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 first of all do you do you find at fault for it um and you know these one well, of one of these two at least are going to play today i mean yeah i mean when you when you're looking at that um the amount of mistakes that we make that comes down to mentality and leadership um, I always I always go back to with football. There's a scenario when I was at school. Um, you're learning about fire, help and safety, etc. How can you potentially prevent an incident occurring? You plug the gap. You know, we've all seen the picture of like you know the ten matches on 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 Instagram, Twitter. You remove one match, and obviously you don't have a, a, an issue. Now, for me, that issue um, or could be um, Leno could be that one match you know, this, this pulled aside, he could prevent any of those issues by just clearing the ball. We've seen our midfield's not good enough. I get the risk and reward and I get we want to play football and I do like the, the philosophy that Arteta's trying to do. But ultimately, our players are not good enough to do that. Um, he's alluded to this week, he's, you know, he wants the, our players to continue to play in that way and it's fine. But he also wants them knowing when to pass and when to just get rid. And that's, that comes to the mentality and leadership of our players. They just don't understand when to play and when to get rid. You know, whether you're playing Sunday morning football, Saturday afternoon football, or, you know, high level, higher end football, there's always a, uh, you know, a saying that, you know, just stick it into Rose Ed. There's a time and a place for everything. And Arsenal players, unfortunately, don't seem to, to know when is the right time for either. Um, and whether that, whether that comes down to the mentality and leadership, again, I don't know. But there's a, there's a time and a place for everything. And, and, and in situations like that, for me, um, I know I got into a discussion with the boys in the WhatsApp group regarding the, the Leno and Shaka one at Burnley. As, as much as obviously Shaq is at fault, that re- that um, that mistake can be prevented if Leno just sticks his laces through and clears it. You know, then we we can re- uh, we can regroup and start again. I just don't I just don't think our players are good enough to, to play a certain way. And at times we just need to clear the ball. Just stop fucking about yeah, and clear agree. the ball. I think we got. I think sorry, Fergus. I think we got to ask the question as well. Is is like we know we want him to hoof the ball forward and stuff like uh, you know it's a. It should be an option there, but you've got to look at the options that we've got up front and, you know, in the forward positions. We haven't really got the players tall enough to even, say, head it on or even to take it down and control it properly. You know, we haven't got them type of players to do so, you know, to, to make that option available. But you know, Aubameyang's not one to head it down, is he, or anything like that, or knock it on. That, that, that's a, a, another topic that we were talking about with... Um... Like Bellerin versus Cedric, and uh, and having our wingers and the crosses coming in, uh, that we seem to be uh, one one dimensional. I think we were talking about on the Zoom. One dimensional. No, well, it's, it's similar to the Leno discussion as well that we're talking yep. about. You know, we we haven't got them Style them type play. of players to knock it on from a goal kick or anything like. We haven't got we haven't them got type that out players. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't got. Sorry, the only. The thing is, boys, right? We haven't got that outlet, but sometimes you just need to stick it in Rosehead and then regroup and start again. Um, I mean, you're spot on. We haven't got those players. Lacazette's the best in terms of an outlet of holding the ball up, you know, um, uh, sort of winning free kicks, etc. But if that's the case, um, certainly for for Leno on on Thursday, he had the option to pass it out wide to Louise. The risk of passing it into Danny Sabayas. People say he should have been passing it out wide first time. He can't. When the when by the time the ball gets to him, the four men have closed him down. What Sobias can do is rather than trying to take a touch and be clever, is just give it straight back to Leno. Leno can then clear it and it avoids all the danger. And that's where players just need to think. You know, the mentality, leadership. 
You know, you're trying to beat a man on nutmeg him when he's got four players around you. Just give it straight back to the keeper and allow him to deal with it. Um, but yeah, obviously in terms of up front, we haven't got that outlet to, to go long. You're right. Tone, Tone, that, 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 if, we're, if we're honest, right, if we're really honest, as, as I love Leno, right, I think I think he's been an asset to Arsenal, best goalkeeper we've had at the club for years. But when you come back to these mistakes, the person that's had the opportunity and to clear it most and hasn't is Leno. The ball, if the mm. Leno is look as I said just now, he's looking up the field. He's got the big picture in front of him, yeah. And if he's got the slightest bit of doubt, he should put his foot through the ball. I don't care if we haven't got someone up the field can hold it up. Mike, Mike, Mike is exactly right. We haven't. The only person that could do it really is Lacker when he gets the ball at his feet, but he's not. He can't do it in the air because he's not big enough half the time. But but Leno is the one that needs to learn the most out of it all. You know, he's the one that looks at the bigger picture, that sees the space, and he's the one that should put it out of doubt. No doubt, gone. And oh, hang on a minute, player around him, gone. Yeah, um, can't not argue good that. enough. They're not, they're not good enough to have the ball at their feet sometimes. Anyway, listen. Um, there was a, a couple of other things that made us uh, sit up and talk uh, while we're watching the game. Uh, the party substitute, uh, substitution. He was substituted very early again. Have we got a problem with party, Trev? Do you think uh, he is the league too much for him? Did we buy an injured player? I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, getting. I know everyone gets excited uh, about the guy. I've not seen him play a full ninety minutes yet. Uh, no, and no, Fergus. I think he's doing all right. I think he's, I'm hoping he's just been unlucky and picked up the injuries. In now he's playing in a much more physical league than he's been used to. Um, he still looks a class act. He's still got more time on the ball than any of our other midfielders. He still looks to pass it forward. And I think he's got a, a bit more settling in to go through. And I think we've got a cracker. I really do think we've got a cracker. It's not it's not party I worry about. It's, it's what's playing next to party that concerns me more, to be honest. I think we need a little bit more. We need, we need a bigger name player in there next to him. Anybody think that we took him off to protect him for today? Um, I personally would have yeah. probably wanted to see him play 90 minutes if you're going to put him in today because if he wasn't fit enough to complete 90 minutes against Olympiacos in, in the champ in the Champions League chance to be a fine thing in the Europa League um, then I don't know if we should even be starting him today Tony what do you think? Um, yeah I must admit I think it was one eye one eye on today's game Um I mean, Arteta would have looked at that game and thought, you know what, we should have been outside first 20, 25 minutes. The game, the game, the tie should have been done and dusted. We should have been out, out rotating the second league. Um, obviously, yeah, the two or three mistakes could have cost us really badly, but credit where credit's due, they did come back and, and they dug themselves out of a bit of a hole um, collectively as a team. But I do think Arteta would have had one eye on, on today's game. Um, I fully expect Pepe to start as well, which is why he didn't start midweek. Um, but yeah, they did. Listen, I'm a big fan of Partey and I've rated him for a long, long time. But there is a little bit of niggling doubt um, in my mind that we signed a player who, on the whole, was pretty injury-free. But his record at Atletico Madrid was pretty good on the whole. Yep. You know, when you look at the games and, and, and the weeks, the days he missed was was pretty good. He's come to us and he's a typical Arsenal against the old and he's injured. And you know, I'm not going to judge him too much this year because he's a player that's... You know, it sometimes takes a lot to settling into the Premier League. Um, 
So, yeah, this season was more of a settling period for him. I would have liked him to hit the ground running a lot quicker and a lot sooner. But, listen, there's no denying his quality. His, his quality is for, for everyone to see. You know, we've seen it in, in, for his country. We've seen it in Champions League. His quality is there. If we can just get him fit and get him Premier League ready, then we could have a big, big player on our hands next season. Uh, he's Absolutely. No, no, I, I, I totally, totally agree. I think, I think it's first, sin- uh, first season syndrome. There's a big step up into the Premier League from, especially from the Spanish league um, and European leagues. Uh, and also, it's a weird season. No fans, everything. Else. I think that has got a huge thing to affect players. They're, they're okay. They are playing competitively, but it's a very, very competitive training game when you're out playing there with no fans around and and, and screaming, you're not getting the buzz to. To feel about it. Uh, Mike, Willian provided more assists for Arsenal in all competitions than any other player this season, given seven. He comes into an awful lot of criticism. He was substituted uh, uh, for El Neni, and uh, we're at 1-1 at this stage, and everybody was going, Jesus, I thought we need to win this game. Why is he making El Neni as a substitute for an attacking player in Willian? Your thoughts on that um, and uh, and Willian as well? Didn't uh, El Nene come on for Partey? Uh, I thought William. <laughs> no, at one when we take off William for, I'll check it out. But I thought, <laughs> yeah, because it was Smith Rowe and Pepe came on wasn't it? for um, William and um, Erdegaard. I'll check. But yeah, did <laughs> substitution yeah. anyway? Did... Yeah, uh, no, William. He has come into a lot of stick, and rightly so. He has, you know, he hasn't been up to scratch, has he really? And there's there's a lot of theories going around on this. And there was a theory that I found that was quite interesting and I thought he actually agreed with it. I thought, you know, the theory is for me is obviously he came into Arsenal thinking he was going to get an easy ride. You know, it's his, it's like a retirement sort of thing. He's seen the likes of Ozil, he's seen the likes of other players, you know, just taking it easy, not doing much, having, you know, having these issues that we've had before with these players. And now, uh, and I think it was a big shock to him, and I don't, I don't think he really liked it at first. But now it seems to have be—it's turning the page a bit for him. He, he seems to be getting on board with everything that's going on, and he's he's making moments where it's working out for us. So you know, ever since the Fulham game, you know, he's had a, he's had a few good few games. Sorry, you've just—I've gone there. Yeah, the the substitution for party was Sabias, uh, which we found was a bit strange. Ah, right. Yeah, sorry, I apologise. And, yeah. and then Sabias wasn't on long, and they they got the equaliser. And then we're, you know, uh, how many minutes was it in when we took William off? We're eighty two minutes in, uh, chasing the game at one one, and we bring bring in Nenny on, and the Zoom just went nuts. Yeah, Fergus, Fergus, Fergus. Yes. Do I need new glasses, or is that tiny writing? Tiny right, Joe. Oh right, okay. Um, so yeah, like, like uh, I was easy. saying, I think he's starting to he's starting to you know he's starting to get his feet back. He's realised that it's not going to be one of them retirement clubs that everyone that he seemed to have thought. You know, it's because there was games where you're thinking he's on the subs bench, and I know there's a lot of theories of why he's probably getting game time away. He's not. But, um, you know, there's a lot of theories with Arteta saying, oh, he has to play him. You know, he's trying to work him, you know, trying to ease him back into the squad and make him start working, which is, in some respects, it's worked. You know, like you say, it's, it's, it's set up a couple of assists now and it's, it's helping us. So what I pick that, you know, regardless of what I think of him personally and what sort of a play, person and player I think of him, it's, it's working all right for us. And that's the main thing. It's working for the team. 
and Willi- uh, was it William that put in a great uh, assist for Gabriel's header? Uh, and then there was a triple substitution, Tony. Yeah. ESR, Pepe and Lacazette on for Saka, Odegaard and Aubameyang. There was a huge just change in the tempo of the game. And, uh, okay, there were 2-1 down then, but it looked like we could have gotten and got in that five, ten minutes, we could have gone and got another two or three goals. Yeah, I mean, obviously the substitution, we, we all sort of all questioned it, um, some of the decisions and, and the thinking behind it. Um, because, look, let's face it, we dominated the majority of the game but we had those three mistakes. And then after the mistake we made, which gave them the equaliser, we had it with a wobble five, ten minutes. Um, I mean, I thought Olympiaco should have scored. Maybe somewhere he's not even hit the target, he's hit it wide. And you're thinking, you know, let's just go over here with 1-1. Um, but yeah, substitutions come on. Um, obviously, the Gabriel Edders, top, top draw. It's, it's everything you want your centre-back to do, you know, set pieces, he's done. And it's as good a header as I've seen in a long, long while. It was... Dare I say, it was very Ronaldo-esque in terms of the way he jumped because he's leaped. I don't know how high he's got, but he's got off the ground. The only the only thing that I st- still to that day, I, I can't see how they were even questioning the decision and going to VAR to review it. It was just such a good header. It was just such a top-draw header. And for them to go to VAR was a bit of an insult to Gabriel because, like you say, it's everything you want your centre-back to do. Um, and then, obviously, yeah, the Egyptian Pirlo come on and... The VAR was was on about like whether somebody had elbowed somebody else or, or armed somebody else out of the way. It wasn't actually. I don't think it was. Gabriel it was. Himself, it was to was do it? with Gabriel leaping. It, it, yeah, it was to do with the Gabriel um, the, the leap. He they were hmm. checking it apparently to see if he'd use his elbows, which again I think was a bit of an insult because, like I say, it's as good a header I've seen in a long, long while. Um, and you know what was really good, and someone else touched upon it on Twitter, was the collective spirit. When Gabriel scored and El Nini scored, the collective spirit of the team, they were like, they were really as one. And that is a big, big positive. And I know people don't want to keep, um, you know, listening uh, and, and, and sort of bad-mouthing certain players that have gone. But it was, I thought there was a click at the club that was not very good for Arsenal Football Club. I didn't think it helped the club off the pitch, and I didn't think it helped the club on the pitch. Um, but for all the negatives Arteta has got, I do think there is now a real collective spirit within Arsenal Football Club. Um, and those players seem to be together. Now, obviously, by the end of the season, we'll see how together they really are. But, um, yeah, certainly certainly on evidence of a few of the games, um, they've been together and not safe. Hopefully it goes well. Um, I'd like to see to... Trev? Listen, Tone, Tone, listen. It's massive, mate. It's massive. You, you've played team sports. I've played team sports. And and if you get on well and if you feel part of the team, you raise your game a level. When I saw yeah, yeah, yeah. particularly particularly the El Nenny goal, when I saw how happy the players were that Arsenal was scored and that he personally had scored, it made me feel good because I thought, wow, that's a team celebrating. That is a proper team yeah. celebrating. Yeah, one of 100%. their mates, one of their mates scoring a goal. And and when you've got that kind of camaraderie, the game lifts. This is why it was so important that the Arteta journey started with the clear-out. That is why it was so important that it started with the clear-out. And yeah, now he true. builds a team. Sorry, I was laughing because I've just seen that comment from the sentiment there. Yeah, that click hasn't helped Schalke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's right, mate. Well done, mate. That is quite... That is oh, quite I'll true. see you there. Listen, guys. But do you know what was another good thing, Trevor? Go on. 
I was just going to say, I was just going not long till team news come out in the North London derby. So we'll probably park the Olympiacos game then. Uh, we got them at six o'clock on, or five to six on Thursday. Uh, we go in there with three away goals. I would like to think the job's done, uh, but you can never know until that fat lady sings. Um, Mikel Arteta has reported no injury problems. Unfortunately, uh, Fergus, well, Arsenal is Arsenal. So they could, um, if, if one team's going to blow, it's going to be us. Uh, exactly, exactly. Um, no no injury uh, problems. So that means that Martinelli should start, I would have thought. Not. Um, <laughs> Jose Mourinho <laughs> Jose Mourinho is saying he's got no issues that Harry Kane should be fit, even though he left the pitch with ice on his knee after their game in, in, uh, on Thursday night. I don't care. Uh, anything otherwise. I don't care. Listen, Trev, I know you don't care. But what what we're talking about both sides, okay? So uh, the the opposition that we've got, I don't really worry about their defence. I don't really worry about their keeper. Their midfield is okay. Uh, The thing that I worry about with that lot is Harry Kane and Son, and now Gareth Bale seems to be coming to some sort of match form. Whether he lasts 90 minutes or lasts 75 minutes, he's still starting to have an impact. Uh, And against um, the Shaka, the Ceballos, Possibly El Nenny, whatever pairing we got there, we could actually get roasted. What are you? What, what's your fears about this game, uh, Trev? And okay, heart aside, but head us using your head. You see, it's interesting, Fergus, that you say that. In that, I, I, I get the ump at the moment because for it, it's changed now. The, the we had in the late nineties and all through the early two thousands. We went into this North London derby. I used to go into it with a smile on my face because I knew we'd win. I knew we'd win. Very rarely did we get turned over, you know, for a good 15 years. And now that's changed. Now that's changed. Now now we have to play, be at our best to, um, to, to, to win this game and get something out of it. I'm not mentioning any of their players, Fergus. I never will. I never have. But what I can say is that, what I can say is that if, if we... I've just been thinking about the chances we've missed over the last few games. I mean, against Olympiacos, Erdegaard missed a, a sitter. Pepe has missed a couple of real good chances. Um, Alabama Young missed that open goal a couple of weeks ago, you know. And if we start taking our chances, it don't matter what they do. It don't matter what the opposition do, we'll win the game. So I'm hoping that the Arteta journey continues today. It's a, it is a massive... Someone put on Twitter yesterday, what's the most important North London derby ever? And it's this one today. Because mm. the next one is always the most important one. The next one is always the most important one. We've had better ones in the past, but the most important one is this next one. And it's very defining today because, as you say, they've been playing better. We've not been... We, we've, we, we've been like up and down, up and down. So, it's very important that we turn it on today and get a result against that line up the road. Besides, Cedric I've got to go to work tomorrow. Smith-Rowe, Cedric Smith-Rowe and Lacazette will be starting for Bellerin, William and Abamyang is what I'm hearing. Uh, I'm still waiting for the official team news to come out. Uh, Tony, what... It's what out now, the team news. Yeah, I'm just just waiting for it. They've got uh, Lucas. Uh, they, sorry, they've got Bale, Son, and Kane up top. Does that worry you, Tony? I'll get our team news up in a second. Wow. Um, Bellerin's out then. Bellerin's on the bench. I'm, I'm quite pleased with that, with Bellerin being out, because I think uh, Cedric is a better 
defensive player than Bellerin, in my opinion. Um, as regards to others, I would like to have seen Pepe on uh, and doing his teaming up with with Cedric because I think them two play well together. So I would like to have seen that partnership again. But Odegaard plays well on that on that wing as well, and I think he can he can Odegaard probably... through the middle, mate. It would be yeah, Smith no, Rowe on the I, left. I would have thought you put Smith Rowe in the middle, Odegaard. Oh, it'll to... be it'll be the same as um, what it was not so long ago. I think Smith Rowe played on the left, and Odegaard played through the middle, and Saka okay, on the, the right. Biggest... You boys have hit the nail on the head. You boys have hit the nail on the head. The biggest two talking points today from that team on social media very shortly will be, can, it'll be the Odegaard Smith Rowe in the same side debate. That's all they think about. Yeah. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. We've got to give them a go. And the other thing will be that Martinelli now doesn't even make the bench boys, which is, you know. Yeah, that was that was being discussed before the team sheet even came out. It was already reported that he wasn't even going to be in the subs bench. Um, we'll just stick to the team news before we go into, if we do even go into Martinelli. I think... That is a good team selection. I would have, prefer, like I said, I would have preferred to see Pepe because I think we need that um, that person with that unpredictability. I think that would have been, I think that would have been helpful for us in this team against Tottenham. I think you just need someone with that unpredictability of Pepe who can do something slightly different. We've got Leno, Leno on goal, Cedric right back, David Luiz and Gabriel. Do you know what, boys? Tierney left. Shaka Party, Smith or Odegaard, Saka, and Lacazette. Go on, Tony. I'm just saying it could be a tactical masterclass. When you look at that bench yeah. there, you're talking, mm. you know, the last 15, 20 minutes. I mean, Lacazette's record against Tottenham is very, very good. It's three mm. or four goals, two or three assists in, in however many games. You know, he's picked players to a certain extent on form. I know people will question, obviously, Shaka's still there, but Shaka, like or not, is still the best we've got in, in that position, unfortunately. But, you know, that bench, that bench could win us the game. And it could have, it could have turned out to be a tactical masterclass by Arteta. Obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll see after 90 minutes. But um, I've got no real issues with the squad. Um, he, he, do you know, if you have William Pepe and Bamiang up front, I think you're very, very susceptible to the, to the, to the counter-attack. With this team, I think you're less likely to, to get caught in the counter-attack. So, potentially, Arteta could be trying to roll reverse. And like I say, the bench, bench could win us the game. Yeah, uh, I'm just, I'm just saying my point no of view with Pepe. And the opposition, Luis, Doherty, yeah. Sanchez, Alderweireldon, uh, Rudigan, Hoiberg, Numbele, Lucas, Bale, Son and Kane. Uh, as I said, I, I, I quite like the Heidelberg. I think he's a good uh, midfield general sort of thing. But the Bale, Son, Kane thing, if it clicks... I don't think they're all fit. If it clicks and we slip up, we could come unstuck. But uh, as you said, it could be a tactical masterpiece in, in, in the actual lineup that we've done already. Um, Scunny, uh, uh, sorry, Trev, what do you make of the, 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 the our, our lineup then? Are you, you happy with it? Yes. Yes, Fergus. I'm very happy with it. I don't think we could go any better at the moment, to be honest. Um I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing this team improve once again. Tony's, I hate agreeing with Tony, but he's right again. Lacazette is the form player against Tottenham. Lacazette, who is who we need to see. We, and there's absolutely, what the key today as well is that I've, I've got absolutely no doubt that the Tottenham front three will press us hard and they'll press high and they'll press quickly. They'll have watched what we've done recently. And so it's really important that we, 
that that Leno reads that game well and his distribution has got to be top notch, top notch. But if that team plays to the top of its form, and the key once again for me is the Saka Odegaard Smith Rowe link just behind Lacazette. If them three, if them three turn it on and then free play to their best, there's absolutely no reason why we don't win this game today. Absolutely no reason at all. Do you know what, boys? The biggest worry about today is not about whether Kane's fit songs. It's about whether Arsenal are going to turn up. If the Arsenal turn up, I've got no doubt we win the game. I've got no doubt we'll win the game. If the King of Calamities, the King of Mistakes, the King of Gifting Goals turns up, then we're screwed. But if the Arsenal turn up, the Arsenal that we know and love, you know, the ones that turn up against Man City, the ones that turn up against Chelsea in the FA Cup, the ones that when our backs against the wall really turn up and deliver and produce an unexpected performance, we'll win. But the problem is, yeah. is we just don't know which Arsenal are going to turn up from one week to another. We're all you hoping it's, it's obviously yeah, the Arsenal. True. But I've again, seen, sorry. Know, sorry, go on, Mike. No, the thing is, I think I've seen another comment from Sentiment there and I was just about to say the same, to be honest. It's, we're relying on guys to score goals who are not pro, uh, prolific or clinical. I know Arsenal aren't prolific at the minute at scoring goals, but the, pro, the issue I find there, not playing someone like Pepe or um, or even Aubameyang maybe on the left-hand side, I just feel like we've just taken that option away a little bit, just slightly, of maybe getting an early goal or you know getting taking the game a bit to them. And this is what I feel of it with Pepe, that unpredictability of a player of his standard that can cause an issue. We have gone in. I am happy with the team sheet. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a great team that's been put out. I just think we could have just added that little bit extra to make it worth our while in that sort of sense of maybe trying to nick a goal somewhere along the line, you know, maybe in the early stages before maybe bringing on the likes of Pepe, Aubameyang and Willian in, you know, in the second half, you know, with his subs. But I think that's the other thing that worries me about as well with Arteta is substitutions come really late on. And I, I just feel like sometimes you, you need them a little bit earlier in games like this. You know, just change it up, switch it up. Trev, James it's... makes a comment in the um, chat here as well. One second. And, and come back and answer that one in Go a on. second, Tony. Uh, um, but um, Arteta's uh, got a problem with Pepe and Martinelli. He's very concerned for me. Is is that the reason why we're not seeing Martinelli? For me, I think it's the injury and it takes a long time uh, to get over that injury. Uh, but is Pepe blocking Martinelli? Who knows, folks? We, we, we have to speculate, don't we? We can't, really, we can't really put any factual answer to that question. But it does get more and more interesting, don't it? I mean, Martinelli, there's obviously something not quite right because if he's coming back from injury, he's not he's not getting any minutes at all, is he? You know, he's getting next to zero minutes. So so there's something not right there, I think. Pepe, I can understand why he don't play Pepe every week because Pepe hasn't been performing all that good. He's been he's been improving recently, as has William and as have a few of the other players. But Pepe has I don't still don't think Pepe Pepe isn't a first name on a team sheet type of player for me at the moment. So when he gets dropped, I can see it, you know, I can see him getting dropped. Fergus, just give me a second, please, mate. Take me off. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony, um, what did you, um, uh, what, what did you, you were going to answer Mike's question. Sorry, go on. And I cut across you. Yeah, sorry, I've just seen something on Twitter as well. Uh, Arteta has apparently said he's dropped to Bamiang for disciplinary reasons, but wouldn't elaborate. Yeah, that was put up there. That's quite Dan, an Dan Gunning. Yeah, Dan Gunning put that up earlier on as well. He said he was he's dropped. Oh, did he? Sorry. 
Yeah, there you go. Aubameyang mm. left uh, out for disciplinary reasons. I've not seen the interview. Just someone just put a quote up on Twitter, which um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I, to be honest, there's an awful lot going on with with um, with the Bamiyang overall. I think you know he's he's had his issues uh, both on on and off the pitch. He can't score for love and the money, and I think he might be doing that off the pitch. Yeah. Who knows? So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I just answer that um, oh. that thing about? Uh, oh, sorry, go on, Tony. I forgot you was going to answer my question, mate. Yeah, sorry. Where was we at? I've got a memory like a goldfish. I'm Dora from yeah, me Nemo. <laughs> Uh, we'll leave it then. I'll just go. We'll go. We'll go on with the uh, what do you call it with Martinelli because I can't yeah, remember move, what I said now. Move on. Um, yeah, like I said about Martinelli, and to go on what Trev says, it's it is concerning about Martinelli and stuff. Right, you can say about his injury and stuff, but he's not even getting into the under twenty three squad, and that that's what makes it more concerning. You know, even if he's come back from his injury, he's played a couple of games. He's been in a couple of games. He has played since his injury, so it's not as if he's is not unfit. He's, he's you know barring today. He's always been on the bench. So you can't put a player on the bench who's unfit, especially when you've got a, a team with a fully fit squad. You know, there's no prolific injuries in that squad. So this is what's more concerning for me is about Martinelli, um, is the fact that he's not even getting in the other 23. So he's not even getting fitness in that sort of sense or giving them that extra stepping stone boost to bring him back in, you know, to bring him back in, bring himself back into the first team. So he's not even getting that. So that's the concerning thing about, uh, Martinelli. I think Pepe, I'm going to agree with Trev, he is hit and miss. He's not, he won't be the number one starter on the pitch, but he has been improving of late. So it's just a matter of time still with Pepe, I think. I think we just got to give him that little bit of time. But I think Arteta needs to realise as well, when he is playing well, Pepe, you can't, you know, you can't play him one week and then leave him off the next week. You know, I think he's one of them players that will, will want to be keep going with his you know, he's probably got that mindset. He, he needs to keep going. He wants to keep playing. Where if 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 he's going to get taken off the week after, it's going to affect him more. So he, he could be quite an emotional player in that sort of sense. He just wants to be playing week in, week out to keep himself improving. But when he gets pulled off, it might affect him a bit more. We don't know. But the Martinelli one, I, I, with this whole injury thing and bringing him back to health and wrapping him in bubble wrap, I don't buy it. I'm sorry, I don't. And Boom. Uh, Trev, you're... you're... <laughs> Your thoughts on on uh, dropping Bellerin and having Cedric instead? Are uh, you know what you, what your feelings on that, though, Andrew? Fergus, firstly, sorry about that, my friend. Uh, my right? da- okay. our daughter, our daughter, had ordered some flowers for the missus, and they, this delivery woman was banging on the window, looking at me. And there's no one in the house to receive them, so I had to go and bring these flowers in. Um, I don't mind Cedric coming in for Bellerin. I don't mind Bellerin. I'm not going to speak down about Bellerin like some people would, but uh, I've got no problem with Cedric coming in. I think Cedric gets forward really well and hits the byline really well. But once it's interesting because when I when I think about Cedric hitting the byline and getting crosses in, and then we think about Pepe, like Mike said, coming in and creating chances, it's no good getting crosses in when we've got no one in the box that's going to head the ball. Fergus, just something... I know we're not going to dwell on it for long, but I've just seen an, an interesting, just started surfacing on social media, on Twitter, go, an Tommy. interesting one. A journal, a journalist is saying that uh, Aubameyang's been dropped today for disciplinary reasons. No. Don't know any more yet. Don't know You're any about more 10 yet. minutes behind us, Trev. Am I? Well, I was getting the flowers in, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. It's like, incoming! <laughs> uh, you fed me a line, Fergus. 
You fa- yeah, that's did, war I now. Did. That's war now. I nearly swore then. It's, on, it's called on. payback. It's called payback. Oh. Listen, um, we, 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 I asked the question if Party was being uh, rested on Thursday night in light of him starting today. Uh, it looks like that is the case. He is starting today. He's starting alongside Shaka. It's the pairing. Okay. There's a lot of things about uh, Shaka that we don't like, but he's the best that we've got in that position that can go alongside party um and we've got the the best pairing we have against this team we tried it in the in the reverse leg earlier uh, last year, at the end of last year and he came off uh, a cropper um tony uh, your thoughts on 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 that you think do you think it will work do you think they work well together from what the the limited time we've seen them playing together it's it's not just about to focus, um, I think collectively we've got to do our job because if there's if there's one week in that chain, we ain't going to win the game. You know, we all need to. Every single player needs to play their part. Every single player needs to do their job and know their role. Um, obviously, you'd like to think that the, the the boys in midfield will be disciplined, but equally, if you've got fullbacks that are, are going here and everywhere, the discipline will break down um, across the whole team. I think today it's not just about one or two players. It's about the whole team, uh, including the people on the bench. We've got to turn up. We've got to do our job. Um, and hopefully, that come the end of uh, sort of full time, we get the win that we're all that we're all craving for. But yeah, I don't think it's just down to one or two players and one or two players doing their job. Um, let's say if one week link in, in the chain today, then we don't win. We have to be as one. We have to be a unit, and we have to turn up and fucking you know produce a performance um, and get back into touching distance of top six. Mm. I, I disagree with I disagree Ferg um, disagree Ferg go on Trent it's, 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 I, no, I'm, I'm going to take some I'm going to take some grief here but I would honestly like to see in my perfect world in this the only thing I would like to see different in this Arsenal team today is I'd like to see Louise play further up the field next to Party. I think Louise has got a better pass on him than Xhaka Certainly reads the game better than Shaka, in my opinion, which I'm allowed to have. I would like to see Louise moved up the field playing next to Thomas Partey and you're bringing either Holding or Mari to play next to Gabriel. That's that. That's 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 where I see it. I know not many people agree with me, but that's the way it is for me. And there's a few people in the common sentiment and trolls are all worried about uh, Shaka's lack of pace. Uh, against Bale and Son and Mbele and uh, Hoiberg. Well, uh, Mike, we, we, we've talked about party and... Uh, Shaq has got in his locker to produce a job today. He's done it on so many occasions. You know, Chelsea Cup final, he can have one of those games. If he has one of those games, he's right up to us. But equally, on the flip side, yeah. he'll also have a nightmare game as well. Yeah, and have a red card within about eight minutes. Um, apparently, Martinelli's not on the bench today for family reasons. Uh, again, everything can be spun. I hope that I hope that it, uh, uh, if it is his family that they're okay, but uh, that could be spin as well. Mike, um, Shaka party pairing. Um, do you think there's a good pairing? Is that the perfect? I think pairing? for this game, I would. I'm agreeing with a couple of others on here. I think I would have rather seen El Nini in that pairing today uh, for this game. But yeah, well, like uh, Big T just said, like it's. Uh, Xhaka can turn up when he wants to turn up. The problem is, it's which Xhaka is going to turn up today. He's not got a great... Um, a bit like the team. Yeah, he's, he's not his... 
he's not got a great record as he is well with cards and stuff and usually big games like this he tends to draw them out quite quickly so i think he it, that's the other issue for me and i think with david louise as well yes he can do a job in that position trev but i think i don't know if he would be better suited next to party i think he'd probably be better in the defense for us at the minute uh, but i also worry about david louise because he hadn't had a card for a while and i hope it's not this game that it's going to get it that, that that is truly the issue though you you look at the likes of louise and you look at the likes of um ashaka uh, and you know they are players that they're, they're, they draw a lot of attention to themselves. Yeah, yeah. The football failings are one thing, but also the disciplinary failings are another thing. So you know they they, they may not they may lack in certain areas, and then they, they lack further in other areas. Look, Arsenal are are winless in the past uh, five games uh, against Tottenham in the league and the cup. Uh, we've drawn two and lost three. Um, Arsenal have only been beaten two times in the past 35 home league games against Tottenham, winning 19 and drawing 14, losing 3-2 to the Emirates in November 2010 and 3-1 in Highbury in, in uh, 1993. So, you know, it, 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 on, on, on the face of things, home advantage, it's a derby game. Uh, I've been to quite a few of them over the last 10 or 12 years and they generally are a 2-1 or a 1-1. They, they, they're normally... There's a, a slight advantage to the home side when we were flying high and they were absolutely appalling uh, and we were absolutely magnificent 10 years ago. Uh, in fact, invariably, as Trev said at the beginning, we started talking about this. We went into this with loads of confidence and thinking, not a problem, we're going to win this. Trev, do you feel confident like that today? Are you still going for 4-0? No, I'm, I, I'm not confident. No, nowhere near as confident as I used to be, Fergus. Nowhere near. I'm I'm not confident at all. Uh, so I'm only going to go for a three nil today. I'm going to use a bit of common sense and just go for a three nil to the Arsenal today. And and Tony and Mike have alluded to it. If the proper Arsenal, the, uh, Tony Tony goes down the same road as me. I always pull people up because it's the Arsenal. It's the Arsenal. And and if if, the, if that team out today, if the Arsenal turn up today, and the referee. Is on the ball when it comes to the diving because we'll have plenty of that today. We know what they're Mike like. Oliver is the referee. Yeah, well, he needs to be on the ball with the diving. And then there's absolutely no reason why the Arsenal can't win today. And I'm going to go 3 0. Um, look, I, I can give you all the stats I've got on here. Arsenal have just won two of the past seven fixtures. Uh, stats go out the window. It's a derby game, Fergus. We know I, this. I, no, I, 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 I get that. But uh, the Gunners have lost the five Premier League home games. Uh, Mikel Arteta could be the first manager to lose three North London derbies. The stats really don't real, read well for this Arsenal you know, that we have at this moment in time. We, we are not the Arsenal of old. And we're going to have to dig bloody deep to get a result of against a, a Tottenham that are, are are probably marginal. Well, they're probably equal to us at the minute. Um, they have been better than, to us, uh, than us uh, a, a couple of years ago. Um, but I don't think they're as good as they used to be. They, they've got, a, as I said before, a good uh, forward line. Um, but we're going to have to dig deep, Tony. Digging deep, you said if the Arsenal turn up, what's your prediction on scores? Calling Tony, calling Tony, Earth calling Tony. Sorry, I thought he said Mike. 
Um, <laughs> me personally, I think if, if Arsenal turn up, I think let, let's look at both sides. I think they're both bang average. I think they both can be better. They both rely on certain players. Um, obviously, Tottenham's attacking attacking front three are slightly more clinical than ours. But let's be honest, both teams are average, and they both can be better. If we turn up, we win two one today. Um, I, I think that when when we need to dig deep, it's happened a few times under Arteta's tenure. I'm not saying he's the be-all and end-all, but we've managed to dig a result out. I think we'll dig a result out today. I'm not confident. I never have been. Derby days are worse. Even when we were smart better than winning leagues and they were, you know, mid-table whatever, I've never been confident going into Derby games because form, statue, Auntie Jones, Nickers all go out the winner come Derby day. Um, you know, and it, it's about who wants it the most, who wants to win the most, who's got the most sort of desire, commitment, passion, and heart, um, and, and hopefully today it's us. Um, I, I do see us nicking a two-one win. Um, and like I say, I hope it doesn't come back to bite me on the arse. But I just think we'll dig a result out today. Uh, but where that takes us for the rest of the season, only uh, I'll tell the, uh, and the players know. Mm. Scunny, your prediction and your thoughts before we close. Uh, well, the last time, last time I think we beat them at home, I think it was the four-two win in 2018, wasn't it? And the Torreya took his shirt off and ran around oh. the pitch. 2019, yeah. 2019. I thought it was 2018. Uh, we did it. But yeah, so that was the last time we beat him at home. I was, in, I was in Euro Disney. 2018, was, was it? 2018. Yeah, I thought it was 2018. It was Emery's first year, wasn't it? 2018, yeah. Yeah. Bloody, bloody game. Yeah, he ran yeah, right to our corner, Fergus, when he scored that, didn't he? Torreira, that's yes. what we need. That's what we've been missing, that passion, that want to win. That meant so much to Torreira to score that goal. He knew all about a North London derby. He knew all about what it meant to, for him to score that goal when he whipped his shirt off and ran around to our corner. That's what we've been missing at the Arsenal. They haven't cared enough goal, about who they played for. You know what I mean? We've missed it badly. That's what we need. Mm. Didn't Gwen Doozy score in that one as well? And and that's when he hung out the uh, hung out of the car. Um, Mike. So uh, Mike, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure if Gwen Doozy scored, but I do remember him being on uh, Twitter and that not long after, and he hanging out of his Mercedes or something, again, yeah, dri yeah. driven away, and he was hanging out with the fans, which is yeah, it's great. Brilliant, so yeah, it's, we have we have got fair few and far players that do know what a derby, as, as an off under derby is. You know, I think. We've got the youngsters all know what it's all about, and I think the only other person on there who really would probably show how much what how much a derby means is Kieran Tierney because he's he's played in many derbies, I assume, with you know with Rangers and stuff. So he'll know what a derby is. Uh, so you know, it's these type of players that we need to step up and you know, j up the rest of the players to get involved. So yeah, but I'm not, I can't predict a loss. I'm never going to do that on a North London derby ever. You'll never see me predict a loss. So. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two two. I think it'll be. I'm hoping for anyway. Yeah, I would like to see a win, but I'm gonna go two two. I'm gonna go two one to the Arsenal. Um, although with the lineups that I've seen, you could see it go three two and three two either way. It's really, really, really hard one to call. Um, guys, enjoy the game as much as you can. These, these games are. Uh, they're not pleasant to watch when you're sitting home. We should be in the in the stands. We should be yeah. absolutely. Three, four, five, six sheets to the wind by now. Uh, probably no voice. They're not left. pleasant sober, Ferg. They're not pleasant no, sober, not. mate, oh. are they? It's no. awful. No, they're not. It's awful. No. 
I should have been in the boozer for the last four hours now, staggering down to the Emirates shortly, not giving a damn. You know, I'm oh, obviously oh. giving a damn, but not, not you know, it's uh, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's much easier being there and being drunk. It's much easier <laughs> being there and being drunk. Yeah, the three nils make sense what? when you're absolutely plastered, don't they, Trev? <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> I, I must admit, um, I don't normally remember much of the Derby Day. I normally watch it the next day again when I've got no voice. So, final thing I'd like to say is uh, to all the mums out there who are with us and not with us and so on, happy Mother's Day to all the mums uh, from our schooners uh, on uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Uh, thinking of all the ones that uh, aren't here, uh, Albert, a friend of the show, he's uh, with it, without his mum for the first time uh, this year. Uh, she was sadly taken away from us last year um, due to COVID. So, like, you know, everyone out there, take care of your mums and up the Arsenal. Uh, thanks very much for joining us, boys. Um, I haven't... You forgot to say, fuck the Spurs. Language! Language! (laughs) You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Joy, Arsenal! Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. 